Is everyone okay? That was epic. Let's do it again. I'm okay. Sorta. Launchpad McQuack. All present and accounted for. <laughs> I think everything's kind of fuzzy. Goslin, where are you? Here, Dad. Goslin? Dad? <laughs> Welcome to another St. Canard's File, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I may be a size too petite, but... Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait, 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 back up. Will, is that you? <laughs> Me and my daughter had to do a little training faces there, man. Oh, for a second, I had no idea what was going on. If you were in your body, if you were in hers, I don't know what's going on here. All right, well, Mike, hey, man, we got a special guest co-host with us today. All right. Yeah, we got Lynette with us. Hey, Lynette. Hi, Lynette. Hi. Yeah, how's it going? Oh, it's been going good. How about you guys? Yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good, man. Yeah, uh, things are good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, Lynette, we were at the same place one time, but we didn't get to run, each, run into each other at Sack Anime. Yeah, it was Takami. Um, I was doing the volunteer work. And um, basically, the main reason why I actually was volunteering for the Takami Expo is because, well, I wanted to meet Jim Cummings. <laughs> did, you get to meet, did you get to meet Terry and Katie also? Um, well, just drive-bys of Terry McGovern. Like, he was, like, going outside, um, <laughs> going back to your hotel and I just like mentioned that he did a great job as Launchpad and he said yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> no luck with Katie though uh no luck with Katie oh okay yeah I was with both of them the whole time pretty much at the convention just oh, yeah just following good. them with a camera I look like a stalker in a way uh, <laughs> <laughs> well if you're gonna stalk somebody mm-hmm. so Lynette tell us how did you even get into Darkwing how old were you Oh, well, when I first met, when I first, well, I was like, kind of like six years old, and that was back in 96, when I first know about Darkwing Duck, so I was like, kind of in the first grade, and then a couple of years later, like, where my whole uh, elementary school class was having, like, a birthday party, like, for the month of January or February or four months, and one of my classmates actually brought a VHS of the Darkwing Duck episode called Darkwing Dogs and Duck Part 1 and 2, and we watched the entire video in class. It was the best party ever. <laughs> and then right after that, then right after that, I actually started reading, like, fan fiction about it, and then that's, like, in mid-2000s, 2008. And then when the comic book, The Duck Knight Returns, came out in 2010, that's where I got hooked with it, and then I've been a fan ever since. Oh, wow. You know, you're younger than me and Mike, and that's really cool to see a 90s baby into it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm 29 right now, but I'm going to be like 30 in like three months. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, for me, it was a little different. You know, I, I was 10 years old. Uh, I think, Mike, you were like 12, 13 when Dark Moon came out? Yeah, I was 12. Okay, yeah, so we, we were a little older than you, but, you know, hey, I don't care, man. As long as you're a Dark Moon fan, you're a family of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so, Lynette, do you have a favorite Darkwing episode? Um, Actually, I don't have a favorite Darkwing episode, but I love almost every single episode that's on there. And um, I just love the two-parters, especially oh, okay. the Justice Sucks one. That was the best one, which is all <laughs> superheroes and all supervillains came out. Oh, and, um, yeah, that was, like, one of my favorites. Oh, okay. And if I were to pick my absolute favorite, it would definitely have to be the pilot as well, the one they first met. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, now, Lynette, who's your favorite villain? Oh, um, it has to be Negaduck. There okay. we go. So we got Negaduck, <laughs> we got Quackerjack, we have Megavolt. Yeah. Top three right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Lynette, I I asked Mike this on our our um, premiere episode that we did on, on the podcast. So I'm gonna ask you the same question. Okay. Who is your favorite character, but you can't choose Darkwing? Your favorite <laughs> guy. Okay, so if I can't pick Darkwing, then I can definitely pick Goslin. Okay. Because, you know, she's a tomboy. She plays sports. I used to play sports, but I'm not very good at it. But That was she's... my answer, Goslin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Mike, uh, what episode are we doing today, man? We are doing Trading Faces. All right, let's go ahead yes. and get into it. We've got our guest co-host. I'm sure you're ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, Mike, we're doing Trading Faces. Uh, who is it? No, what's the air date and production order? Okay, uh, this one originally aired Tuesday, September 24th, 1991, and it was 11th in production order. So it's kind of like it aired right around the right time. Honestly, it's um, it's it's an old, it's a early one, not too early. Um, second episode to feature Steelbeak in both production and air date order, so we're uh, on track with that. Our story editor for this one was Tad. All right, Tad. Yep. And if he's listening, hi, Tad. How's it going? Um, and our writers for this episode um, were Dev Ross. We've talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote What a Way to Go in Apes of Wrath. And the co-writer for this one was um, a woman named Julia Jane Leewald. Um, the only other episode of Darkwing she wrote was You Sweat Your Life with Marion Wells. We talked about that writer who wrote, um, uh, Easy Come, Easy Grows. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We have two writers in this one. Um, Julia Jane Leewald, she wrote a handful of Rescue Rangers episodes, uh, Goof Troop, Tailspin, also stuff like X-Men, Cat Dog, Men in Black, and she's still active as of 2017 at least. So, yeah, there's our story editor, there's our writer, and this one was animated in Sun Woo. Sun Woo. Okay. Sun Woo again, yep. Sun Woo's decent to me. Um, there was only one thing that I can remember that kind of, like, impressed me with the animation on this episode. Uh, was there anything that kind of got your attention? Um, the animation's about average on this one. I think the opening is pretty nice with That's all the shadows I- of Darkwing. I was going to go with the, the intro at the very beginning with uh, the lightning at the bridge and stuff. Yeah, it isn't too flashy, but there's a couple of nice moments. Characters are on model. It's decent for Sun Woo. Nothing special, but, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, but before we get into the episode, Lynette, does this episode remind you of anything? 
Well, it does. The <laughs> actual, the actual main thing of the episode kind of reminds me of. Well, I'm a huge fan of the DuckTales 2017 version, mm-hmm. and that there's a season two finale. I think you guys heard of it, Moonvasion. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great episode. We yeah, may or may not have talked rem- about that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that. Okay, I know for me it reminds me of Vice Versa with uh, Fred Savage. Uh, there's like two or three different Disney versions of Freaky Friday, and uh, there yeah. was a. Yeah, there was an 80s movie with Corey Feldman called Dream a Little Dream that this also reminds me of. So, Right. uh, I would say Freaky Friday and Vice Versa are probably the two things where this trope is coming from, the body-switching trope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's just a very common um, cliche, especially with cartoons. Just the whole body-switching thing is an easy go-to. You know, it's like, that's right alongside with time travel and shrinking and you know, body switching. Um, the episode that, you know, this reminds me the most of is a Tailspin episode that aired not even a year before. It was called A Baloo Switcheroo. Oh, yeah. And it's very interesting to compare this Darkwing episode with that Tailspin episode. I actually watched um, the Tailspin episode right before I watched this. And it's actually kind of fun to compare not just the stories, but even the art styles. Coming off Tailspin, Darkwing Duck is so different, man. Um because I love, to, I will admit, I love Tailspin. It's a really good show. Really well written, great voices. I don't love it as much as Darkwing, but man, it holds up really well. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting how that show does the body switching versus how Darkwing does it. Um, I think the Tailspin episode is a bit more cliche. Like, 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 an, like an artifact is what switches them, you know, Blue and Kip. And they keep it a secret because reasons, I guess. They don't really. They want to keep it a secret, and it's like, there's a ticking clock, you must switch back in 10 minutes, or or it becomes permanent, which is, you know, the ticking clock is so cliche in these shows. And it's like the worst, the, the biggest drama over the switch bodies is, oh no, Blue, Blue has to do an air race, but he can't do it because he's in Kit's body. Oh no, what are they going to do? It's <laughs> like, on Darkwing, it has more dramatic weight. Because you have a crime fighter who faces, you know, deadly threats every day, but now... He's in the body of a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it makes more sense in the Darkwing plot. And it just it just flows better. I think the Tailspin episode is all right. But it really I don't think it's as good as this. Okay. All right. So Mike and uh, Lynette, the episode starts off with lightning on the bridge. And then we get into Darkwing's hideout. And he's trying to transfer. Uh, what was he trying to transfer from the computer to the Thunderquack mainframe, right? He was trying to transfer his files. His files. That's correct. Don't forget <laughs> some video games. <laughs> and video games, yep. yeah. Yeah, and video games. All right, and then uh, Gaz and Honker pop up playing floor hockey. <laughs> yeah, Darkwing gets hit right in the face with a puck. Like, right in the eyes and gets thrown against the wall. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Gaz is like, you know, she's curious she want to push buttons she thinks darkwing has all the cool gadgets and you know oh, before that i love how the puck is on his head and she comes in to like line up the shot and he clears his throat and she goes just a second <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's curious about the uh the equipment mm-hmm. and um she says i love this too she says grown-ups get all the neat stuff and Darkwing kind of like repeats what she says, but he's all aggravated. Oh yeah, <laughs> Grunts get all the neat stuff. 
<laughs> it's great. Yeah, but unfortunately, though, Darkwing, one of the buttons gets stuck on the machine. He's really struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, he's trying to put grease on it. He's trying to basically beat it in, and it's just not working. Nope. Yeah, so, Lynette, do you remember what happens to the button? Uh, well, he was, like, trying to get some... He, he used, really wanted. He, yeah, he uses a hockey stick. He uses a hockey stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just to like try to unscrew the button or something like that. Try to get the button to be more. Um, yeah. Long, well, yeah, long story short. Yeah. Long story short, he breaks it. Yeah, he yeah. breaks the button. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And yeah. uh, lightning hits the uh, the tower of the bridge, <laughs> and uh, everyone gets shocked. Yeah. So now we. Now we get Darkwing and Goss do a switch, and Honker and Launchpad do a switch. Now, Lynette and Mike, did y'all notice the eyes on all four of them? Oh, oh my, <laughs> oh. oh my, Will, the eyes. I'm okay with the, the eyes. eyes. <laughs> I'm okay with the eyes on Honker and Goslin's bodies. The big cartoony eyes are fine. But the <laughs> tiny eyes on Launchpad, was anybody else freaked out by that? <laughs> no, not really. I, but I, I can totally... I mean, I wasn't like freaked out, freaked out, but it's just such a so weird. Like, I'll give you that; it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, the irises and the the irises and the eyelashes on Darkwing, I, it's it's okay, but just the tiny eyes on Launchpad, especially when he takes off his flight cap later on, it's got the the hair and the tiny eyes. <laughs> it's so weird. All but, right. So so then what happens after that? Uh, the switch, Mike. Um, Gigander Hooter calls. The flash quack pops up. Yes, the flash quack. Yes. Oh, I, I screwed that one up. Yeah, the flash quack is back. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jay Gander Hooter, he has to call. Um, he has to call Shush, but he can't sit. He can't sit down for the call because he's in Goslin's body. So he puts. So <laughs> Goslin just walks over and sits down. <laughs> yeah, and you know he. She tells him that she's doing a what was it a disguise voice or something. She's practicing yeah. to disguise her voice. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jay Gander breaks the news that a rocket has been stolen by Fowl. Iggy. Mm-hmm. But we don't get Grizzly Cough on this one. Nope, no Grizzly Cough. We don't get Grizzly Cough back for a little bit still. I don't quite recall when he does come back, but we're not going to see him for a little while still. Yeah, and then uh, Goss, and it switches scenes. Goss goes into the garage with Honker, and she wants to drive. Yeah, she wants to drive. <laughs> Why be in an adult's body if you can't do adult things? Yeah, and and, uh... <laughs> and on top. Oh, by the way, on top of Launchpad looking strange with the tiny eyes, now his scarf is off. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Remember way back on um, getting antsy when I say he looks naked without his scarf. Mm-hmm. But now he's got no scarf, no flight cap, and tiny eyes with glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that though. The scarf was missing. Yeah, because he's got like a collar or something on the on the on the flight flight jacket. But um, Lynette, what happens when they get into the uh, the car? Well, they actually drive recklessly all through all over town. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they, they just, hit... yeah, they just break through the garage door and they just drive recklessly all through over town. <laughs> yeah, they hit a fire hydrant. They ran through a picket fence. They, they bounce they... off a um. A, di- a diving board. <laughs> yeah. End up uh, on a cliff. <laughs> uh, wasn't they on the electrical wires, like, they bouncing were, around? They were bouncing yeah. off electrical <laughs> wires, yeah. And then they crash through the top of the house, end up on the stairs. 
And yeah. Gosling goes, Hunker, never ever let me do that again, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, well, in the meantime, DW and LP are at an Air Force base, I believe. Yeah, they're trying to find what happened to the Iggy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, they're trying to sneak in. It's not working. Yeah. By the way, the security guard is voiced by Jim. Oh, was it? Because we have to point out every voice actor whenever they do a role. That's Jim. All right, Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they yeah. try to do the the old uh, G-Man routine where they stand on each other's uh, shoulders and they wear a big trench coat. Yeah. You know, and uh, that dates back all the way to the Little Rascals, that kind of routine. And he doesn't fall for it. No, not at all. And yeah. then, a base, yeah, so basically Darkwing and LP want to wait until the sun gets, goes down so they can sneak in. They want to wait till nighttime. Does, does the sun go down? It doesn't go down at all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then they... Yeah, and they're off in the Rat Catcher. We get the Rat Catcher and the Thunderquack in the same episode. Yes, All we right. do. And then they get the attention of a motorcycle cop, mm-hmm. voiced by Rob Paulson, which should give oh. you a hint of who our villain is. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then um, he takes him home. With mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say Goslin can't wait to chew out Darkwing like he oh. chews her out. Oh, yeah. But she realized the sun isn't moving either, that it's like 10 o'clock and it's broad daylight. Yeah, she she notices it, too. Yeah, and it was kind of funny when the police drops off uh, Darkwing and Launchpad. Uh, she's pretending to have a deep voice. Christine Cavanaugh, man, it's hilarious when she's trying to talk like a man, you know? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. You know, it's it's so weird to hear their voices coming out of the different characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it, not weird, it's just they don't I don't know. It's just it's weird to hear Goslin's voice coming out of Darkwing's body. It's enjoyable though. It makes the episode fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah and she tells him, "You're grounded for life, and your allowance is suspended until further notice." <laughs> fun, huh? It's just like when you yell at me. <laughs> yeah, and it's hilarious too because Darkwing says, "I don't talk like that," you know. <laughs> and he opens the door and sees the car on the staircase. <laughs> oh man, he grounds her for life. <laughs> yeah. Her allowance. Yep, Lynette, it. take it from here. What happens next? Uh, there's another um, another call from Chess. Yeah, flashback yeah, goes up the again. Flashback flies in, man. <laughs> it's Jay Gander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shows them the video of uh, what villain, Lynette? Steelbeak. Yeah. Uh, do you like Steelbeak? Oh, I just love his voice, though. He sounded like just like, you know, mm-hmm. like a person that loves the ladies and be all... Pimster yeah. or whatnot. He's yeah, a like ladies, like man. When we um when we first recorded Waterway to Go, which as of this recording hasn't even aired yet, um, Steelbeak was created specifically for Rob Paulson to voice, and uh, I love him in this role. He's great. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're a Ninja Turtle fan, uh, Lynette, but Rob Paulson also did the voice of uh, Raphael on the Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. I- yeah, I totally remember watching the 87 Ninja Turtles. And of, and of course, Yakko yeah. um, and Animaniacs and Pinky. Yes, a he's huge a, fan of he's Pinky gonna and the Brain. Yeah, he's going to be in the reboot. Mm-hmm. They, got all, they got all the old voice cast back for the reboot. I hope that reboot's good, but I don't have really high hopes for it. I hope it's good, though. Yeah, same here. Now, Mike, did you notice that it, we were at almost at the 11-minute mark when we finally get to see Stillbeak? 
Yeah, it, Steelbeak has a tendency to show up late in a lot of episodes. This is not the latest he actually shows up, but it's still the act. The first act is almost over, and he's finally showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like over ten minutes in. But it's, yeah. a, it's it's a great sequence. So I just Rob just gets to do a basically a big monologue. Yeah. Now on the video, Mike and Lynette, what does Steelbeak reveal? Oh, he reveals his plan. Oh yeah, stop the Earth from moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just gonna he's actually, he's using the Iggy. He has it. Um, he has the Iggy making the uh, the Earth stop rotating. I love I love how um I love the little vocal things that Steelbeak has. Um, like he calls it television. <laughs> and uh, and he wants what does he want? How much money does he want? One trillion. Yeah, one trillion. One trillion. <laughs> <laughs> He said one trillion smackaroos or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he revealed that one side of the earth is burning, the other side is freezing. Yep, and that's why the sun hasn't set. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to hear that great Steelbeak theme again. Oh, yeah, the little jazz themes. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the episode with my wife and my daughter last night, and when this scene happened, my wife goes, I love the Steelbeak music. <laughs> it's great. And... Um, so yeah, what happens now? Uh, all four take off, don't they? Yep, all in the Thunderquack. Darkwing and Goslin are both dressed as Darkwing. Yep, and uh, Goslin gets to say, "Let's get dangerous." Yeah, she punches the statue too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, she sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the statue for for the chairs to spin. Yeah, since this is an earlier episode, Goslin hasn't had a lot of opportunities to be a crime fighter with Darkwing, so this must be really exciting for her. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we get Eggman. Yes, we get a couple of Eggmen. I think they're both voiced by Rob. One definitely is. I'm not sure about the other one, but I think they're both voiced by him. Yeah, and they're just guarding the, the, I don't want to say the rocket, but more like the base where the rocket is, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Darkwing and... Launchpad, it's hilarious how they're trying to sneak in. They're trying to act like little kids, you know, running around. <laughs> and you think that uh, Launchpad's going to get in trouble for being a, t- a bully, but it turns out the Eggman love bullies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want us to rough her up for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, so, they get hit by two-by-fours. Goslin mm-hmm. and Honker knock them out. Yeah, and then um, they're in the base. What happens next, Mike? What happens next is that um, uh, Darkwing and Launchpad are sneaking around, which is easy to do when you're, like, size of a nine-year-old. But then they run right in the steel beak. Yeah, right off the bat, as soon as they get in there. Yeah, he calls him Darkwing Doofus. <laughs> He's like, you're not, not going to earn any points uh, dressing up like uh, Darkwing Doofus, kid. He does that a lot, says uh, Darkwing Doofus, doesn't he? Yeah, later he calls him Dimwing Dork. <laughs> and uh, so he- so Darkwing's talking, and Steelbeak's like, boy, you sure have his stupid voice and corny patter down. <laughs> so you know what this sequence actually reminds me a bit of? I don't know if you guys agree, you will agree coming up. The original Star Wars, sneaking around the um, the Death Star. Oh, with um, the Stormtroopers. Dressing up like Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. yeah because Goslin and Honker show up dressed as Eggmen. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has that Star Wars vibe. Yeah, it? it sure does. Yeah, I didn't even think I didn't even think of that reference. Man. I mean, it does it goes by really fast. It's a very short scene. I don't even know if it's intentionally referencing it, but that's the vibe I got. Lynette, are you into Star Wars? Um, I'm a casual Star Wars fan. 
Okay, I, I'm one of those guys. I, I watch all the Star Wars movies. Uh, I'm into them, but I don't know all the spaceships. I don't know all the planets. I'm not that. I'm not a Star Wars nerd like that. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love, love, love the original trilogy, and then I kind of drop off from there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, okay, let's get back to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the uh, still beat makes fun of Darkwing as Goslin, and then. Um, Gaz and Haunt dress up as Eggman. No, 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 wait. I skipped something. Stilby puts them in a suit and yeah, tells the Eggman. Suit. Yeah, in the space suit. It. Yeah, tells them to get rid of it. Yeah. And then it's Gaz and Haunt those dressed as the Eggman. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, Goslin takes off her helmet and Stilby sees, sees them and sends Eggman's, Eggman after them. Yeah. But while he sees them, ain't he on, the, on like a video call with Jay Gander? Yeah, about the negotiations? Yeah, Jake Anders trying to stall so Darkwing can have time to, uh, you know, solve everything. Mm-hmm. Also, a trillion dollars, that's not easy to come by. Oh, yeah. And what's also funny, though, when he... Um, I might have skipped something here. Did Is this when he um, he catches Darkwing? Or, and no, no, wait. When he sent out the Eggman to capture them because uh, he noticed Darkwing, did you notice one of the rewards was uh, Quackerware? Yeah, I think it's the first time somebody mentions Quackaware in the show. That's the first time, but it, it comes back up again several times, don't it? Yeah, because who sells Quackaware? Hey. <laughs> hey. Who sells Quackaware? Come on, you guys know. Herb. <laughs> yep. Herb's got groupies, you know. <laughs> We're a ways off from that episode. Yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, I just had to bring it up, though, because I, I caught that. I was like, Wait a minute, let me rewind that real quick. What did he yeah, just say? <laughs> yeah, I did too. He mentions Quackaware. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a big, there's a scuffle. Everyone crashes into each other. The gravity control gets messed up. The people are floating everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, then Steelbeat catches Goslin and Honker and ties them to the engine. Rose duck. <laughs> yep, and uh, there's some good music in this scene too. The chase music, music is great. Mm-hmm. And um, so Gos, so Darkwing and, you know, Launchpad have to save the kids. Yeah, they're, what kind of room were they in? It was, didn't he refer to, like, an air pressure room or something? Yeah, something like that. And he turns up the pressure, and the two of them become pancakes. Did you notice Launchpad uh, broke the fourth wall on that scene? A couple of times, too, yeah. Yeah, he he, he definitely broke it, man, uh, as hon- in the honker body. Yeah, because um, Darkwing says, uh, Launchpad, I need your head. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, whoa, I've never heard that before, or something like that. Yeah, and then uh, we get back to Jay Gander and Steelbeat. They're conversating about the ransom. Uh, Steelbeat realizes he's stalling. Yeah, and... my favorite Steelbeat line in this episode, by the way, is when uh, Jay Gander says um, he, they can't come up with a trillion, and Steelbeat goes, uh, tell him to raise up some taxes. Like, <laughs> they need an excuse, right? Because <laughs> they don't need an excuse. Yeah. And then, Mike, we get the terror line. Go for it. Yes! He goes, I am the butter that burns in your pan. <laughs> and um, catch that little animation, uh, little, that little thing they do with the little shine on Steelbeak's beak. Mm-hmm. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, we get the theme on it. Yeah, we get his intro line late in this episode. Very late. Mm-hmm. That's okay, though, as long as we get it. Yeah. And then uh, Darkwing uh, and Steelbeak kind of go at it a little bit, right? Well, yeah, Darkwing can still be go out. Still be pulled out a machine gun. Is it? I think that's what it is. Machine gun. Yeah. He's firing at Darkwing. Darkwing's jumping around. Good thing Goslin's body's in such good shape. Yeah. And um, 
And Dark then Darkwing starts moving the rocket. Yeah, she's getting it back into position so that um, the Earth can get moving again. Mm -hmm. And I, this part I got a little confused. Maybe you and Lynette can help me out here. Everybody got electrocuted. Where did that come from? Uh, Lynette, you remember? Uh, not really. Yeah, um, I, I, I got a little lost there, man. I was like, Darkwing and Steelbeak fall on the electrical uh, panel. Oh, okay. Because um, when the uh, rocket starts to move, everyone loses their balance. Okay, I remember everybody losing their balance and falling and stuff. Like, but I didn't see what happened. Like, what caused it? You know, and it was like a big old chain reaction, you know? Yeah, because then they get they get shocked, and the shock moves through a vent, and then shocks the other ones outside outside of the uh, control room. Because okay. everybody's waiting out there for Darkwing to do something. Now, Lynette, do you remember who switched back first? Who switched back first? I'm going to guess Honker and Launchpad. Yeah, they switched back first. And once they switch back, all their clothing is on the correct person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honker gets his glasses back. Launchpad automatically gets his scarf back. <laughs> yeah, and his pilot hat. Yeah, so they're all back to normal. At least, you know, they little, um, the costumes are now uh, the right costumes. Mm -hmm. And the problem with when Darkwing and Goslin switch back is that now Goslin's up against Steelbeak. Yeah, that's a big problem. Little girl, huh? <laughs> She goes, but, watch it. You can hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah, because he, he came out ready to bash her, didn't he? Yeah, Steelbeak's getting pissed, man. Oh, yeah, he, he's really upset. He's getting annoyed. <laughs> he's not having a good day. Yeah, and then Gosling just, she, like, pushes every button. On the, yeah, on the because racket. she has to start the engine again. That's the big component. They have to get the engine going. Mm -hmm. So what happens next, Lynette? Well, Gosling just came out of the... That small space and then greets Darkwing by saying, Hi, Dad. Bye, Dad. Then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Goss was hilarious on this episode. Everyone rushes out of the uh, the rocket. Steelbeak is like, he's ready, he's ready to murder everybody, but uh, yeah. he just doesn't get out. Door closes, locks him in the rocket, and the rocket takes off. Yeah, so Mike, how does the episode close out? So Steelbeak's gone, and um, Darkwing makes a comment. He goes, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes or anybody <laughs> else's. And then, Go and then Goslin gives him a hug. Yep. It's a cute ending. All right, so the episode's over. Uh, Mike, Lynette, what did y'all think of the episode? It was a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of blew through the plot, but I think it's a really, really strong episode. It's like The animation isn't like terrific or anything, but it's a fun story. It gives all four heroes a chance to interact together. Because mm -hmm. we don't get a lot of episodes where all four of them are always together throughout the entire show like that. Yeah. So I, I like the ones we get where it does happen. Um, so I like that. And, you know, I talked about Steelbeak last time, how I don't think he really grew as a villain. Mm -hmm. But he's great in this one. Okay. So he's fine, and it's just a good episode. It takes a very cliched trope and has fun with it. Okay. So now, Lynette, with our scoring system on each episode, we like to call, refer to it as gas gun canisters. Uh, okay. how, how many gas gun canisters would you give this episode out of five? Oh, well, I'll say a four. A four? Okay. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> My sad um, well, I really like the theming of the Freaky Friday episode as well as the whole the Earth stop moving by any chance, but kind of reminds me of the 
the season two finale. And yeah, that's basically much about it, as well as Steel Week and describing the plan on how the Earth stops moving using the ice cream to be make part of the frozen and the oh yeah that was past <laughs> the, uh, the that was funny whatnot. he put the globe in the frying pan and dropped ice cream on top of it that yeah. was yeah. pretty funny <laughs> how about you mike how many gas gun canisters are you giving this one i'm gonna give it three okay i think like i said it's the the, the characters are strong Steelbeak is fun and uh it's it's a good episode animation isn't all that great but it's fine Three star, three gas canisters is my score. Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Uh, I know we've seen right. Freaky Friday, we've seen Vice Versa, so it's nothing new. Uh, you you know, you mentioned we've seen it in Tailspin, uh, but you know, for a Darkwing episode, it's fun. It's something different. It's not the typical Darkwing. You know, to get just to get a little break, because you know, from 91 episodes, you don't want to see the same thing over and over. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. You know, it, it's not top 10 for me or anything like that, but it, it's one I, I enjoy from time to time, you know? Speaking of, you know what? I'll, I'll ask you guys if you've ever seen it. Speaking of body switching episodes, have either of you seen that Futurama episode where literally every character on the show switches bodies over and over and over again, and they have to come up with this crazy math problem to solve it? Oh, no. And no. Yeah, I'm not it's, a Futurama guy. You're not? How about you, Lynette? No, I haven't seen one. Oh, man. It's like the ultimate body-switching episode. It's like, if you want to see any show take that trope and just go insane with it, mm-hmm. oh, it's a shame you guys don't like the show. Oh, it's a really good episode. I just wanted to throw it out there. No, <laughs> I like No, I like the show. It's just I haven't seen that episode. Oh, uh, the, ep- <laughs> the episode's called The Prisoner of Benda. Oh, okay. So, um... Give it a watch. It's like all the, the entire cast, which is bodies, back and forth, until nobody knows who's in each other's body anymore. Yeah. I remember really? Transformer did it once, too. Uh, they did it with Spike and Bumblebee. Oh, yeah? yeah they did it on, a, it was, I think, the first season they did that on. I don't remember the name of the episode, but uh, definitely I remember that happening. Yeah, um, um, Disney was still doing this plot years later. There's a Kim Possible episode with this plot. Yeah, Okay, so it's a recyclable plot, but it is, you know, Darkwing did it in a fun way. I enjoyed the Darkwing one. Yeah, it's my favorite of all the, besides the Futurama one, it's my favorite use of this trope. Okay. Now, Lynette, we've already um, gave our uh, score for Steelbeak, where our gas gun canister, you know, I would like for you to do the same thing. How would you rate uh, Steelbeak with gas gun canisters on a scale of five, but not just this episode, overall? Still be oh. as a character. Okay, I'll definitely say a five right there. Oh, you got a oh, wow. <laughs> that's okay. top tier then. Wow. Yeah, yeah I really tier. like him. I, I get it. I, I like Steelbeak a lot too. To me, he's one of those villains that I, I just love when he comes on. He's not my favorite, but yeah, you know, he he's up there though. He's definitely yeah. up there. Like I said, he's fun for a while, and then like Quacker Jack and Negaduck show up and start to overshadow him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we talked about that before, though. Oh yeah. And I'm oh. sure we'll. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's trading faces. Yep, trading faces. What what episode we got next, Mike? Uh not looking forward to this one. I'll be honest. Um, Me neither. Hush, hush, sweet charlatan. Another I, Tuscanini show. Yeah, I'm not a fan and, of this one. Mm-mm, it's um probably the episode. 
Out of all the ones we've done, I'm looking forward to least after the um, Apes of Wrath one. So, yeah, not, you know, it'll be fine, but, you know, not a favorite. Okay. All so, right. yeah, that's next. All right, so, Lynette, where can, the, where can the listeners reach you at on social media and stuff? Oh, okay. So, um, I am all over the place, so you can definitely, oh. follow, you can definitely follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's at Lynette Okarika. You want me to spell it out for you? Uh, go for it. Okay, it's L-Y-N-E-T-T-E-O-K-O-R-O-I-K-E at, on Twitter. Okay, I'll definitely put that on uh, the description of this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Just, you go right there. <laughs> you got anywhere else where they can fo- uh, find you at? Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on at um, chichimaka64, which is C-H-I-C-H-I-M-A-K-A-6-4 on Instagram. Okay. okay. And Mike, where can they reach you at, man? Just Facebook. That's that's how it is. Mike Russo at Facebook. You got to get Mike uh, just off of Facebook. <laughs> All right. And I'm Will Santana. I'm also on Facebook. You can follow us on the um, St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Up podcast facebook page we're also on instagram uh instagram page has been popping man mike since i've been back from portland well that's good yeah it's, it's popping and uh uh we're not on twitter yet i keep saying i'm gonna create a twitter page i need to i need to go ahead and create us a twitter page but uh mike where can they listen to the podcast on uh stitcher spotify apple devices google play uh youtube pocket cast i remembered it this time you remember and uh <laughs> what was the other one though uh, Radio Public or something. Radio Public. I'll remember that one someday. <laughs> and Radio Public, too. Yeah, so we are very easy to find us for almost every uh, podcast app. Which All is right. Good. And Mike, and... late... Oh, my bad. Uh, I was no. just going to say, Mike, uh, you know, the last couple episodes, I gave a shout-out to, you know, some of the people who've been very active on our page. So this week, I want to give a shout-out to Oscar Tamayo. I'm not sure if I pronounced your last name correctly. I apologize. He's been very active in our page, but he originally, you might not know him as that name, Mike. He was originally um, on our page as Colonel Hannibal something, something with an AT. I'm not an AT guy. Both of those names ring a bell. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you for being so active. Definitely. All right. So that uh, concludes uh, Trading Faces. So remember, guys, stay dangerous. Yep, have a good night. Bye.